0: Okay, going on the podcast. Right here, we'll roll in a moment. Alright, video video's going. Alright. Now, during my earlier podcast and video, <laughs> we had a power outage. And I pushed forward. Now... They've been working on these power lines outside my house for a month. Today is the day they decide to bang on things. Right? It was quiet a minute ago. Now we're going to pound on something. Well, whatever. Um, as you know, my three hobbies in life are uh, in no particular order. Politics, Raiders football, and wrestling, professional wrestling, WWE, WWF, whatever you would like to call it, Um, uh, any professional wrestling. In fact, I think there are uh, companies out there that are are frankly better at putting on a wrestling show than WWE. Uh, WWE... Some may have known it as we were growing up as the World Wrestling Federation. But uh, in the early 2000s, the Panda Bear People, the World Wildlife Fund, sued the WWE over uh, the rights to use the initials WWF. So because Vince McMahon had already told us all that this is not a real sport that it's storylines and angles and all these things that it's predetermined the outcome of the fights, the matches Um, he didn't have a problem with changing it to World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, he didn't mind changing the name of the company to World Wrestling Entertainment. And that's where we are now. It's known as World Wrestling Entertainment. WWE, because the Panda Bears won the right to the letter F in a European court. Anyways, so Vince's dream had always been to have his own television network. They've got uh, WWE uh, movie studios. They make pretty bad movies, but occasionally they get something right or something that's watchable. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had a good one a few years ago with uh, Paige, Soraya Knight, and, or no, I thought it was was not Knight. What is her last name? Whatever. The wrestler known as Paige, uh, and The Miz, and they did like a Santa's Little Helper, and page was the naughty little elf. Uh, it was pretty cute. I like anything that's Christmas so anyhow um, they today released more wrestlers, fired, terminated, however you want to call this. Um, WWE wrestlers are independent contractors. But they're also considered employees. Uh, most of the contracts, if not all of them, have what's called a 90 day no compete clause, where the wrestler can't go out and immediately work for another company. <laughs> Which is funny because um, in the 1990s, no, yeah, in the 90s, whatever the hell, who cares? Uh, A couple wrestlers did just that. Uh, WWE was uh, still recording their television programs. And one night you turned on WWF, then WWF Raw. And you saw a guy named Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, his manager or bodyguard for Degeneration X. If you change the channel to WWF's competition, WCW, you saw Ravishing Rick Rude managing the New World Order because WCW was live. And a few years before that, on the first episode of WCW Monday Nitro, a guy by the name of Lex Luger, who started in the uh, National Wrestling Alliance or World Championship Wrestling. You saw Lex show up on the first edition of Monday Nitro when a week earlier he was on. WWF Monday Night Raw. So uh, they started making the wrestlers sign 90 day no compete clauses. Who gives a shit about that little wrestling history? It just took me six minutes. Uh, something we do give a shit about. Some very good uh, wrestlers who put a lot into this company and were top stars and fan favorites, uh, of all things, really liked by the fans, have been released, uh, and this baffles me, so I'm gonna get into it after I light my cigar, uh, you can listen to, uh, Mr. James E. Cornette talk about, um, Mick Foley and Mick Foley's edition of, uh, A&E biography look up Jim Cornette's podcast though on YouTube and other sources he's very entertaining atypical of of this series and there have been certainly questionable choices in the talking heads especially well they couldn't get anybody saying good about warrior except for podcasters and fans Um, but on this one not only is Mick still here to tell the story, but Mick is so good. He's so articulate. He's so, I thought him doing the narration that kind of bookended the thing was really, really effective. And I, it sounds like things that Mick would say, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't write the copy that he was reading himself because it sounded like Mick and you got so much that we don't normally get to see. Okay, I don't want Jim to cut a promo on me or something. Threaten to come on me like the wrath of God or something. Um so look let's look at this. I have no I have no idea how to open a bottle of pop. Um shouldn't argue with my Dr. Pepper. I have no idea what the blue hell WWE is thinking at this moment in time. It's very frustrating. Um, I heard a few weeks ago. uh, They released 60. Members of the office staff. Which is. Baffling because. uh, They're such a big company, but they're. Reporting record profits in spite of record low television ratings. And they have a couple of the worst management and creative people in there right now. Uh, Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard. Um, Johnny Ace used to look through Bikini magazines and that's where he would find the quote divas or lady wrestlers who could barely wrestle but looked good in a bikini or lingerie shoot Um, nothing against those women they tried their best to be wrestlers and some of them did uh, develop into you know fairly decent wrestlers but anyways johnny ace never worked anywhere and drew money He's most famous for being Road Warrior Animal's little brother. And I mean little. Um, Bruce Pritchard was there in the mid-90s when everything was gimmicky. He had been there a long time. And he was one of Vince's right-hand men. But it's said that he's not good at coming up with creative ideas, but he's good at explaining ideas to Vince. Um, And WWE has too many storybook or television writers right now. About a year or so ago, maybe two, it's been hard with this pandemic, but you had the, the... the head creative guy, the head creative job was given to Paul Heyman. And I was enjoying the, the shows again. They were slowly starting to get better uh, after they had had a, another round of remarkably historic low ratings. And Paul said, you know, give me six months to a year to develop characters get storylines going, get people over. And things were starting to look up a little bit. And then suddenly Vince yanked the rug out from under Paul because Paul, I guess, is not good at explaining things in a way that Vince can understand them. Where Bruce Pritchard is not good at being creative hence the horrible booking lately, but he's good at explaining things to Vince, and usually it's Vince's own idea explained to Vince in a way Vince can understand it. Nonetheless, uh, the booking storylines, angles, whatever you want to call it, has been so bad lately, I honestly feel bad for the wrestlers. They're putting on good matches, they're giving it their all. They're giving the, the characters and the angles and the gimmicks and the matches, everything they've got. But the long-term storytelling, the, the storytelling that makes you want to tune in next week, isn't there right now. Now, if you go to WWE's supposed... Uh, developmental or the uh, minor league wrestling fed where they train young wrestlers to move up to Monday Night Raw and Smackdown the booking the storylines, the storytelling is fantastic and it's done by two or three guys Paul Levesque Triple H, Michael Hickambottom, or Shawn Michaels, and Brian Armstrong or the Road Dog. They come up with great things. They have long term storylines. You take a couple years ago, WWE is supposed to be focused on making their women's division equal with the men's. They had a women's champion, Oscar who could wrestle with the best of them, entertain the hell out of the crowd, whether the building was full or empty. She could entertain the fans. She could wrestle with the best. And they put the women's world title on her when... Becky Lynch went away to be a mom and then didn't do shit with Oscar. I don't remember one world title feud she was in. I don't hardly remember her having a women a world title match. So this this is where I'm going to where this is just befuddling. They've fired some really good wrestlers with no explanation. Let's look at this. I'll just go down the list and give my opinion. Braun Strowman. He was their top guy for over a year. He was in the top feuds with all the top wrestlers he was a big beefy boy the kind of them boys that Vince likes maybe Vince likes him a little too much but less, Braun Strowman was one of the top guys in WWE Intercontinental Champion Universal Champion feuded with uh, Roman Reigns, the WWE's face of the company right now. One of the faces of the company. Uh, but Braun was way up there in the a top guy, an upper card guy, uh, a main event wrestler. And now he's just gone. (coughs) He'd been on and off TV, in and out of feuds. His last notable feud was horrible and totally killed his character though. His last notable feud was, Shane McMahon don't call me stupid. And Shane, Vince McMahon's son, who's a great guy, a very talented wrestler himself, a very talented on-air personality. But this whole gimmick of, you've got a giant mountain of a man who competed in world's strongest man competitions and he's turned into a big baby and don't call me stupid. People used to call me stupid when I was a kid in school. And Shane comes out, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. Well, what the frick? That that totally killed the Braun Strowman character. He went from being like a supreme badass to somebody you were supposed to feel sorry for, I guess. But the way they did the stories, they just didn't make sense even. You know, you had these horrible promos where... You know, Shane has a a meme of a report card playing it on the, the big screen. Showing it on the, uh, the Titan Tron or whatever they call the big screen the, above the entrance ramp. And, you know, it's showing Braun Strowman D's and F's. <laughs> I think this is supposed to make me want to watch this wrestling match. This is supposed to make me want to watch the payoff to this feud. So they bury their own wrestlers, and then they fire them for not being over or something. Another one was Aleister Black. Uh, His wife was fired uh, a few months ago because there had been... a thing going around the internet with um with Paige and with other wrestlers talking about making a a union in wrestling finally, and she posted something and not long after she was fired, but Zelina Vega, whatever her names thea Trinidad is her real name uh is a gorgeous woman, had great wrestling skills. But she was a manager. Uh, and that's fine. That's how some people come into the, the business. But they fired her after they made her do a few job matches in the women's division. Alistair Black, Paul Heyman had him set to be the next undertaker. He would rise up out of a coffin. Uh, Through the fog, come down to the ring, jump over the front rope or top rope, excuse me, do a front flip over the top rope and land sitting Indian style. It it was amazing. And the work he did in the ring was amazing. And then he just disappeared when Paul Heyman lost the booking job. Supposedly, Vince just didn't get Aleister Black's. Uh, aura, his character, his gimmick. He just didn't get Aleister Black. Why should people like this guy? Well, it doesn't matter, Vince. does not matter. Because we liked Aleister Black. We, the fans, fucking liked him. (laughs) You're not supposed to be entertaining yourself. You're supposed to be entertaining us. So, Alistair Black was supposed to be making a comeback to TV. They put him in these terrible vignettes where he's reading from a book and talking about, you know, his dad taught him this or that, and now he's reading it out of a book. Stuff that didn't make any sense. uh, And now he's just gone. So... Some other wrestling company is going to be very lucky to get Aleister Black, uh, but this just baffles my mind. What is WWE doing as a company? Are they getting ready to sell the company, uh, as some people say, and have you know the the family be the CEOs and such? Well, that'll go away eventually. You know, if you're owned by uh, one of the things I heard was Comcast or NBC or Disney. They can fire the Vince's kids anytime. I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. The next person on this list of people that was fired uh, is Lana. Uh, she was good as Rusev's manager. And it was going well. Rusev was starting to get over, and then he lost to big match John Cena for no reason, and that killed his character. Um, and then Lana had been training to wrestle. Uh, I'm sorry, she's uh, she could be a nice person for all I know. Uh, they just did a documentary on her on when it was WWE Network, and but she's not a good wrestler, so you destroyed her manager character, you destroyed her real life husband's character, uh, and she was playing his wife on TV too, or his manager, I I don't know, whatever. Uh, It's like they kill these people's characters and gimmicks and then they fire them like it's the wrestler's fault. You have uh, Buddy Murphy or Murphy who was in an angle with Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio's daughter that just ended abruptly uh the angle made no sense, but first Buddy Murphy, then they'd shortened it to Murphy. You know, he was in this stupid angle where you know Seth Rollins was the Monday night wrestling Messiah, which is dumb as hell. And Buddy Murphy was his uh, acolyte or choir boy or something but a complete waste of a talented wrestler. Ruby Riot. Uh, I just found out her real name, her real name's actually pretty cute, but she came in through NXT, came up to the main roster, along with Sarah Logan, who is a really good wrestler, and Liv Morgan, who is a decent wrestler. I would say of the three, however, Ruby had the most talent as a performer, as a wrestler, all around. And she's the second one of the riot squad to get fired. I don't understand why, you know, Vince just doesn't get her, I guess. I don't know. She was always booked terribly. The riot squad was booked terrible from the beginning. But it was another group that under the, the Heyman regime, the Heyman booking regime, was starting to get over. Well, then they fire, they let Sarah Logan... Her actual name is Sarah Rowe. So if I say Sarah Rowe, don't get confused. Uh, anyhow. So they let her go. She was a good wrestler. She sh- I think she should have come through WWE, spent some more time in NXT, and been crazy Mary Dobson. Uh, Crazy Mary Dobson was just a great character on the Indies and Ring of Honor. She would come out in these, like, Friday the 13th Jason hockey masks with a little face paint and just act psychotic and was great at it. You know, but they put her in the riot squad and she was doing okay. She was a good wrestler. Uh, Ruby was the mouthpiece of the group. And they just they fired her. She got pregnant. Congratulations. And now she's moving on uh, with her life altogether. Uh, but Liv Morgan, uh, I guess she's well-liked backstage by Vince and other people. Uh, and hopefully she Liv goes on to do good things, but... Ruby Riot's talents were totally wasted. Uh, she's somebody good that all elite wrestling could pick up and put in their women's division, uh, and boost that division up, give it some more credibility. Uh, so I have to come up with a different name though, because I mean, obviously, her name is not Ruby Riot, but I thought maybe her first name was actually Ruby, and it's not. Um, But whatever company she lands in, will be very lucky to get her. Uh, The last one to be released is Santana Garrett. I thought she was still an indie wrestler. That's how well WWE has handled her. I didn't even know they signed her. (laughs) Um, But she was very talented, very popular on the independent wrestling scene. And then she comes into WWE and vanishes, you know, um, but this is just sad. I I don't know what direction WWE is coming to. It's, it's like you're, I'm blown away by some of these people, Braun Strowman, especially when he seemed like such a Vince McMahon kind of guy, you know, Maybe because of his horrible booking lately. Um, He said some things backstage that drew him uh, ill will from the management. I don't know. I mean, but these wrestlers have the right to be frustrated with their characters and with the direction of the company. Uh, I just have no clue. I'm almost, when I heard this, and after I heard they laid off 60 office employees, I thought to myself, are they fucking stuff up so that they can sell the company off and, you know, try to work some deal where the McMahon kids keep uh, high up positions in the company? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I have no idea. But it, it's a really disturbing um mind-boggling day to see uh, four really talented uh, Santana Garrett's talented too, but she never even got a chance. But Braun Strowman Alistair Black had a huge potential to be big stars for the WWE. Uh, Buddy Murphy or Murphy, whatever they're calling him had some great matches. Had great potential, but got put in terrible storylines. Ruby Riot, the same thing. She had great potential. Uh, she was a great wrestler. She was good on the microphone, but they scripted her promos. They took away the, her natural charisma. Uh, and then she got in, she got injured. Res- uh, not recently, but. She had double shoulder surgery so she could get back into wrestling quicker. And then a couple months after she's back, they fire her. You know, Santana Garrett never got a shot to be anything. Um, Lana should have been let go when her husband was fired. Uh, I don't... Well, I know Vince likes cute blondes, so maybe that's why... Lana hung around as long as she did and she tried to be a good wrestler she tried but she just doesn't have that gift Um, but this the the moves WWE is making and the terrible booking and storylines blow my mind they've totally destroyed another great wrestler uh, Rhea Ripley who was a You know, juggernaut, popular, hugely, immensely over with the fans in NXT. And everyone said, Mick Foley went to Twitter and said it. Jim Cornette said it on his podcast. Don't ruin Rhea Ripley's character with 50-50 booking. And they're not. They're just giving her shitty storylines and terrible booking. Somebody who shouldn't have gotten, she should not be the world champion right now, I'll say that. But she should have been on a tear through the women's division just beating other women in wrestling. And instead, they've made her, they're trying to make her a heel maybe, I guess, I think. I don't think they know what they're trying to make of her. But they put the women's world title belt on her. Great. She's deserving of it. She's a great person to be champion. I just think it's too soon. You know, spend six months or a year building these people up to where we want to see them win the title. Till the fans are begging you to put the title on them. But no, she's out in the ring doing this crap. She's, you know, being a a taunty, sultry heel type, I guess, I don't know what they're doing with her character. But she should be a badass, like she was in NXT. Not, you know, an obnoxious bratty kind of heel. But now they're making her baby face and going to feud with Charlotte. Or they're making her an in-between because they don't know where way they want to go. Just have her come up to the main roster. Bring in indie wrestlers like you did for fat-ass Nia Jax. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I know there's Nia Jax fans out there. And I know I'm fat, uh, morbidly obese, too. But... They do so much to build up somebody like Nia Jax, who can't wrestle, can't move in the ring. And then you have a juggernaut wrestler, like, let me get away from Rhea Ripley for a minute, Aleister Black. He was over with the fans. He can do immense athletic things in the ring. He's covered with tattoos. You, you If you saw him in a bar you'd shit your pants and walk back out, you know? But we're going to, you know, build up somebody that can't wrestle, somebody that can barely move without being out of breath, can't do a wrestling move, can't talk. I just, I don't get it, you know? And then there's, I'll finish up with my Rhea Ripley rant. Who, Rhea Ripley came up to the, the quote main roster with all this momentum and she's hardly wrestled a match they're doing this beat the clock challenge crap where her and Charlotte are arguing over who can beat uh, Nikki Cross in the least amount of time And then neither one of them beats Nikki Cross. The the timer runs out. What? what, what, Why does that make me want to tune in and watch the next episode of Raw? Why does that make me care about the Rhea Ripley character or the feud between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte? And then you've got poor Asuka somewhere caught in the middle of this feud. (laughs) Because... you know, Rhea had to take the women's title belt off of Oscar to become the women's champion. (laughs) This is terrible. I feel sorry for everyone working in WWE right now that is not on the NXT brand. That's the only brand in the WWE that's worth watching at this point. And it's not the wrestler's fault. It's the fault of Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, and Johnny Ace. So I hope soon Vince turns the reins over to Paul Levesque, Triple H. Um, Because I've been such a mark and such a fan of wrestling. It's been such a hobby of mine for so long. It's actually hurting me as a fan to see the WWE come to what it's come to. Anyways. Hey, if your favorite hobby just got fucked up by the person that made it into a hobby, you'd be talking like I'm talking right now too. So, God bless y'all. Thank you for listening or watching, and uh, have a great day.